1: Ormis, episode 224. Hey, my richers, I am Hayut. Is there a formula for reaching entrepreneurial business success? Today, I want to share with you the three shared traits behind successful entrepreneurships. It took me 14 years of research that included following 120 entrepreneurs from their first stages interviewing more than 200 successful entrepreneurs and listening to thousands of them. And here are three factors of the formula for entrepreneurial business success. Factor number one, a new or non-existing thing that's needed. John Lee Dumas invented a daily podcast. Jeff Bullis started to write about social media when the first innovators, seeked for information. Mike Stelzner started to share content for free. Douglas Burdett started to interview authors of new marketing books. John Nemo cracked the code for selling through LinkedIn. Pam Wesley established the interim executive model. And Mike Alton built websites for clients and shared content about social media to find more clients when he realized that what his customers really wanted was to learn about how they can use social media. So he became a blogger and a social media educator. And the list goes on. You don't need to be the first. And you don't need to be the only one in the world that offers that product or service. You do need to be the first or unique among your target audience. The story I heard in my interview with Mike Alton is a great example not only for choosing a new needed service, or in that case, information, but what it takes to find it. Mike Alton is a content marketing practitioner, award-winning blogger and author in St. Louis, and the chief marketing officer at Sitesell. He has been working with websites and the Internet since the early 19s and is active on all the major social networks. Mike teaches a holistic approach to content marketing that leverages blog content, social media, and SEO to drive traffic, generate leads, and convert those leads into sales. Mike Alton, I'm so happy to have you here at this show.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you so much for being here. Tell me a bit about your journey, about the company. When it became a company, did you uh, start with social media with the purpose to uh, to build a company out of that?
2: Yeah, well, it's interesting. I started the social media hat back in 2012, Okay, so five years ago. And at that time, I had been building websites. And as part of that website building business, a different business, I was blogging about social media marketing. I thought I would give my prospects and my customers helpful information for their new online business. That made sense to me in my brain. The problem (laughs) was that blogging about Twitter and Facebook didn't sell websites. It didn't attract people who needed websites. It attracted people who already had websites and wanted to learn about Twitter and Facebook. So... As a result, I wasn't growing my web development business, but I was discovering something about myself, which is that, number one, I liked to write, which Mm -hmm. I never thought that I would. And I also discovered that I liked to teach people how to use social media and blogging. So when I realized that that content wasn't helping to sell websites, I didn't want to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, why don't I create a different site That's all about social media and blogging and see if I can't make that work. So that's what I did.
1: Wow. And how long has it been since?
2: Yeah, five years.
1: Five years. Wow. You managed to have a very, very big crowd around you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So it's been interesting because I've used my site as a testing ground. For anything one can think of when it comes to online marketing, I often refer to myself as a content marketing practitioner because, and it's a title I made up. It doesn't mean anything <laughs> except to me. It means that I test things and I actually have documented experiments. I'll say, okay, you know what? I want to test whether or not Facebook reach is determined by the type of post that you create. So I would, I, I would decide that that's what I want to test and I'd come up with, okay, how am I going to test that? And I would execute the test and then I'd write about it. And I found over time that my audience really, really appreciates those kinds of insights. And in the meantime, I was experimenting with how to make money from websites. You can read about that kind of thing. But until you actually try it yourself with the kind of content or, or tactics that you want to explore, it, it's all very it's all theoretical. theoretical right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I tried affiliate uh, relationships. I tried. Google AdWords, display ads, um, and many other different kinds of monetization techniques, um, including selling my time, right? Uh, You know, I do consulting, so um, I'm just selling my time by the hour and making money that way. So it's been a big exploration for me.
1: And what did you find? Do you have any conclusions about the best way to make a business out of social media
2: empire? Yeah, typically, and again, this will be different for everybody, but typically... And the most successful way that you're going to find to make money is to have a product that you sell, a product that you can sell a lot of so it can scale. Um, of the other ways, usually selling your own time as, as an expert in the field, that can be fairly lucrative, but it doesn't scale unless sure. you turn yourself into an agency and you hire employees and then you have to keep growing and growing and growing accordingly. Uh, affiliate marketing and then display advertising, I mean, those those tend to be some of the worst approaches to making money online today.
1: Factor number two, technology is a success factor. Andres Pira started to use virtual reality systems that allow his real estate clients to walk through and see what they are buying without actually being there and sold an extensive amount of units just with this technology. Though Thea Volp uses technological listening tools to focus on understanding customers' needs, to help her clients make their digital transformation. Paul Bradby got some gigs that turned his trading strategy, that hasn't lost a quote for 15 years, into a software. Melissa Smith worked with a development team that developed the technology for developing automatic marketing strategy without a human. You don't necessarily need to develop a new technological tool. However, you must find the technology that will allow you to boost your entrepreneurship to a meaningful level. I loved the stories of Andres Pira and Paul Bradby about the impact of technology on their success. Andres Pira, 16 years ago, there was homeless sleeping on the beaches of Thailand starving frustrated and angry at his situation when he reached out to the last of his friends he hadn't already begged for money from his friend responded by giving him something that would prove to be much more valuable a book called The Secret though it did not happen overnight today he runs over nineteen companies employs over 200 people, and is one of the largest real estate developers in Thailand. He has only just begun his journey and continued to apply the lessons he learned in the secret, only to see more prominent and significant results. Andres had narrowed down the 18 principles he uses to achieve success, which are now laid out in his book Homeless to Billionaire and Respira. What a pleasure to have you. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's such a pleasure to have you. Can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing, sales, business? However, you know, everyone is asking about the shyness last tool at the endless list, and I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for one technological tool, any kind of technological tool that really works for you, that really helps you to do better business, to approach your customers better or anything related to this.
3: That's a great question. And um, I haven't extensively researched all the different technologics and digital platforms and marketing to be able to do that. But a big success for us is after we started to use VR systems and, and walkthroughs uh, for our clients. So. We, we can actually put VR systems on our client, virtual reality uh, tours, and people can, uh, can sit in China or Australia or America or any country, and if they feel like being in that particular uh, uh, room or unit or house already. They can walk around and, uh, and feel like they're already there. And with this technology that we have now, and we even have them in, in offices and, and shopping malls from our offices, so they actually don't we need to, we, sometimes we don't need to have to pick them up and show them the actual unit. They can see it with the VR system. And with that, we sold extensive amount of units just with this technology. We even have people online who has a VR system, goes into our VR platforms and, and houses and, and apartments. And they they have actually bought them online because they, they can already see how it looks like with, with this technology. And I think that uh, and we have allocated a lot more budget to continue developing that site because I see that we can actually make sales with the client not physically being in the apartment or, or house.
1: That's fantastic because actually it really serves the idea of being a global citizen and having a global client isn't absolutely. it absolutely suddenly the borders started to be not as relevant as they used to be
3: absolutely, and that's where we're steering into I mean the, the old school was to uh, to sell a property in, in my line of work or 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 a unit or investment the client needs to fly there they need to make an appointment with the agent with the broker they need to go around to three four different places we can take a whole day and sometimes they need to reschedule for another day but with this VR system you say so much time and effort and perhaps you they, they see 10 different properties with the VR system and they can select it I just want to see one or two only take me there instead of taking 10, instead of showing them 10 of them physically and then they don't like any of them so it has saved us a lot of time and time is money as we know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Paul Bradby is the founder of Trade the Fifth, an Elliott wave program designed to educate traders and investors on the financial markets so they can take responsibility for their own portfolios and trading accounts by learning how to ride the profitable fifth wave setup. Paul started in the business over 15 years ago and combined his career as an engineer along with his military mindset to develop a repeatable trading and investing strategy that he has used to manage eight-figure accounts. Paul Bradby, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi.
0: Hi, how are you doing? How are you I'm
1: doing fantastic and I'm so happy you are here thank you for coming. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, thank you. It's a Friday and I'm looking forward to the weekend because I work hard during the week and I like my weekends to myself and my family.
1: Hmm. And you're working all over the globe, isn't it? So you'll tell us in a minute. You just told me about a conversation with the West
0: Coast. Yes, yes. A lot of my team are in the US uh, based on the West Coast of the USA and I, I'm based in Europe. So I fly backwards and forwards to the USA and then the meetings we have are very early in my morning and so 9pm their time so yes it's uh, all over the globe and we do do have somebody in Canada as well and in Ireland so we are a, uh, a truly international business really.
1: So I'm really waiting to hear more about the business and what you are doing and how you are affecting things and people around you. And um, I just shared with our audience what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you, what are you doing and most passionate about today? And where are you heading?
0: Okay, so uh, right now and for for the last... I would say five years. I, I retired at 45, which is unusual. Oh. Um, but uh, I, I retired five years ago uh, and got bored, so I started a hobby after six months. <laughs> you know, I retired as a, as a money manager, so I, I did it. I made money, and I'm not greedy, so I retired. But I got bored, <laughs> so I started uh, a hobby. Um okay so this this hobby was revolving around what i've done and what I've been successful at with trading and investing uh you know stock shares uh futures that sort of thing and um you know it, it just started there as something to keep me uh occupied, my brain going to help people hmm. uh, and that's one of the main important things is to to help people realize their dream because I had a dream sure uh I had a dream to to move to Spain, to live by the sea, have a pool. I've got all of that.
1: Oh, so you already actually uh, managed yeah. to reach yeah. one of your dreams?
0: Yes. Yeah. My main dream was actually to, you know, to live in a villa with a beautiful sea view, pool, wow. and live, you know, a, a nice, comfortable life. And that's what I've got. So, you know, before this interview, I was out sitting outside Drinking a coffee, looking at the boats going by, and uh, it's ideal.
1: It sounds ideal, Paul. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, You know, why can't other people have... So everybody has their different dreams, and um, I think what I wanted to do is just share my story, if you like, and help people in this industry. So, you know, lots of people want to take control of their own futures, uh, whether it's their pension, their savings... Or even some people for income by, wow. by trading and investing in stocks and shares and futures contracts and all that sort of thing. So I just wanted to help. And it was doing great as a hobby project. You know, I was setting my own hours, enjoying life, helping traders become more successful with a couple of versions of the software and training. So if you think oh. I had a great strategy that worked for me, okay, I never had a losing quarter. In 15 years now. So it's a great strategy. So what I did was get some geeks that are in a cave, and they turned that into some software. Yeah. And it was going great. Um, But then in May last year, May 2018, an entrepreneur from San Francisco, from Silicon Valley, took the red eye to Chicago. I was in Chicago doing a small training event, you know, just part of this hobby project. And he came to me and said, Paul, I've just got on a flight. I needed to see you in the U.S. I think you've got a great product. Uh, I've got great experience with growth, with startups. I'd like to go into business with you. So, uh, you know, uh, it was a bit of a shock. <laughs> Um But we did it.
1: Uh, you didn't plan of coming back to business, isn't it? No,
0: no. I was retired. <laughs> I work harder now than I ever did before. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, it sounds like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we started the company in July 2018. We launched the website in November 2018, which is trade com, all in words. And so we're coming up to uh, one year and in that first year we are one of those strange statistics that one in 10,000 tech startups are in profit in their first year wow and we are in profit in that first year so you know it's really great story it is. we have now two indicator suites on six trading platforms which include TD Ameritrade in the USA um uh, you know, we're, we've got a cloud-based smart list giving live trading signals and stocks and futures, and with an app in development right now. So, we've gone through hyper growth because of me having that foundation, that hobby, and that experience, coupled together with somebody that's got a, a, an eye for growth hacking and you know tech, uh, you know, getting the right sort of. This
1: is your partner or somebody else?
0: Yes. Oh. Yes, my partner, yeah. So, you know, coupled together with that, we've had a great first year. I fly to the U.S. four or five times a year, hold live training events, which are sold out. I'm actually leaving for the U.S. next Thursday. I'm in three cities in 12 days. So it's going to be...
1: Um, Are you going to be in New York as well, uh, my beloved city? No, I'm
0: in Kansas for four days, San Francisco for four days, and then San Diego. That's great as well.
1: San Diego is my second. (laughs) I'm there every year. Yes, it's beautiful. Factor number three, strong social media presence is key. Angela Myers completely changed her professional direction when she realized how she could impact many people worldwide and used social media 140,000 followers on Twitter to spread her message Samita Nair Jain managed to impact hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs youth and women through social media I always there she told me whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram I'm completely hooked on it. I only use the social aspect of social media, so people on social networks are very reactive to me. I've got an impressive number of followers on all my platforms, and I'm deeply grateful to all of them. Mike Alton is a world-winning social media blogger that turned his successful website into a testing ground where he executes online marketing tests and writes about it for his audience. Mike has 52,000 followers on Twitter. A solid, meaningful social media presence is a must for entrepreneurial business success. You don't need hundreds of thousands of followers, not even tens of thousands, unless you're a social media expert. However, you need to build your presence on the social media channels that your audience are using. Angela Myers is one of the tens of thousands of successful entrepreneurs that a meaningful presence on social media paved their way to success. Let's listen to her story. Angela Myers has been listed as one of IBM's top 20 global influencers, named by Forbes as one of the top five education leaders to watch in 2017 and 2018 and is among Huffington Post's top 100 social media influencers. Angela founded the global movement Choose to Matter in 2014. The nonprofit organization grew out of the impassioned response to a TED Talk she gave on the power of two simple words that went viral. You matter. She is an author of 9 books including the highly acclaimed Genius Matters and Classroom Habitudes. Futurist, innovator, educator, entrepreneur, change-maker, Angela Meyer is on a mission to disrupt the status quo and to empower every individual to change their own world, if not the world around them, for the better. It is fair to say She leaves no room unchanged. Please join me in welcoming Angela Myers. Angela Myers, what a
4: pleasure to have you here. Hey. Hi, the pleasure is mine. Welcome, welcome from Denver, Colorado. So (laughs) I'm so honored to be here.
1: I am honored to have you here and I'm so happy you are here. I want to jump to another thing for a minute and ask you, can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool yes. that related to customer focus or to marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking at the last shyness tool right. in the endless list. Absolutely. I'm looking for something yep. that really helps you succeed, really helps you make or accomplish yes the assignments that you have to accomplish and really helps you in your daily life.
4: So what's really funny and beautiful about that is I think we all suffer from the shiny new tool syndrome. Mm -hmm. And if I look at my journey in social media, my journey as an entrepreneur, I have basically used the same five tools since the beginning when I start and they are my core. And so, Each serves a different purpose, and I think understanding that the function of what you want to do has to lead, the purpose has to lead. So I think the two that are essential as an entrepreneur are Twitter, and I know that Twitter has gone through lots of iterations, but if I really want to know what people are saying, Mm -hmm. then I need to be masterful at learning how to search the conversations. And hashtags were absolutely revolutionary. Definitely. Because it allowed you to get into the community, the real conversation, and through Twitter lists and other things. And it it used to be really powerful, and I think there's still some power in it, but some of the most profound listening work that I did was in Twitter chats. And when probably five years ago, when they used to be pretty regular... I think they're less and less, but I, I think they need to come back because they're effective. They're effective in finding, um, what I would call on the ground influencers, not famous influencers, mm. but in the conversation. Um, I think they're incredible listening where I can start seeing, you know, what are the real questions coming up and, and how are people asking for help and what are they asking for help on and where are the themes in that? You have to be. A true pattern detector and, you know, Sherlock level homes observer in those conversations and not jump in trying to sell a product or trying to get them <laughs> to notice your thing. So I think Twop's got an abundance of possibility. And then I think on a different objective, I think the best way to connect with your customers for them to get to know you as an entrepreneur as a brand the authentic you not the surface you that that you have on your logo but who you really are there is nothing more disruptive than video hmm. and video evolving over and over and over and i can do more in an hour of video in a half an hour of video than i could in 57,000 blocks because people can see through you can't fake authentic and that is what allows you to reach above. So, if I look at Gary Vee, hmm. one of the most successful entrepreneurs, the way that I think he disrupted is video. Is you may hate him or you may love him, and he, there's probably no in between with Gary Vee, <laughs> but it has a video. And, you know, one thing that you can say, no matter how you feel, is you get the real person in there. And so, I I think that is what has been successful for me is video. And I don't mean contrived videos. I mean video. They need to see you. They need to hear you. They need to feel like they know you. And you can rally so many people that way. And so with the integration of video on Facebook and with the integration of video on LinkedIn, it doesn't really matter where and in what place video serves. I think that it is absolutely essential for every entrepreneur to have a video presence.
1: Mm, I do agree with you. And I must say that I just lately started the Facebook Live, and I find it even much, much powerful than Everything. everything else I've done with video before. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed listening to these four entrepreneurs that each of them is an example for an entrepreneurial business success. Next week, we are going to have a new guest. And until then, bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.